in association with the Agri Health Network, it's time for That Farm Life podcast, Planting Hope, Harvesting Strength. On That Farm Life, we talk about that life that is that of a farmer and their family. It's about the day-to-day grind, the good times, the tough times, and everything in between, because farming is more than a job, it's a way of life. And we're here to offer opportunities to help you deal with the stress and strains of farm life through faith, family, and community with other farmers. Now, here's your host, a farmer, a former agri-business owner, and also the pastor of a Southern Baptist church in Arkansas, Archie Mason. Well, hey, folks, this is Archie Mason, your host of That Farm Life Podcast. Thank you for joining us again today for another episode uh, here. We love to hear the stories of folks all around our country and even around the world. Thank you for joining us. We have a large uh, audience. Uh, we're in almost all the states in the U.S., different countries, and uh, so a lot of people doing it. So, again, thanks uh, to you for listening. Thanks to all the folks who support us and uh, like our podcast and share it with their friends. We are about the stress and strains of the rural life, uh, wherever you may live. You may be a rancher. You may be a row crop farmer. Uh, you may have a large garden, whatever it may be. If you live in a rural area, you know all about this. So I grew up in Arkansas in a kind of a rural area. So it's all I know. Our guest today is a uh, he is the secretary of agriculture west ward he is with us he grew up not too far from where i am so he understands it real life also but i tell you what he's been really blessed west we're so excited to have you with us today yes sir well great to be with you i appreciate you letting me join you and i appreciate all that you're doing i really do well now i tell you what you're a busy man so being able to get you here and you're in and out with a governor and all kinds of stuff's going on so it's good west tell us uh, tell us a little bit about yourself your family yeah, uh, so grew up in, in Lake City, Arkansas, and just you know right outside of Jonesboro, and so that uh, very familiar with that part of the state. And as, as you mentioned, you know it's just a rural, rural area, and just surrounded by agriculture, and you know just good people, uh, just people who you know work hard every day to provide the the food, fiber, fuel, and shelter that we depend on. And uh, just you know, I, I realize more now looking back, just. Uh, role and how important that is at, at, at the time didn't, didn't probably appreciate it as much but uh oh oh uh, yeah i think all of us are like that how we grew up so 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 did when you were a small kid over there did you ever imagine you would be doing what you're doing today not at all never even crossed my mind that this would be a possibility and uh just been incredibly blessed and I, you know i think uh, thank god for that and you know my dad was a pastor and so grew up in Grew up in a church and certainly uh, cognizant of uh, just the good things in life coming from from the Lord. And Amen. Uh, very thankful that, and very blessed. That's good stuff. That's some good. I call that some good preaching right there. That is good. <laughs> hey, now also, folks may not know this. You've served in our United States military. So tell us about your service. How did you get? How did you get from Lake City uh, out in the country? I mean, serving in our military. How'd that happen? Yeah. So, you know, I think it's uh, a little bit of, I think, I think people in, in rural areas, you know, just have an, an appreciation for service. Maybe sometimes don't don't fully appreciate at the moment, uh, you know, how important things like agriculture are, but, you know, appreciated service from an early age. And uh, and so wanted to join the military, wanted to give back and, and also knew I needed a little bit of discipline in my life and uh, knew the Marine Corps would do that. So when I when I graduated high school at Riverside, uh, I joined and uh, left for the Marine Corps right after that. Wow. Where did you do your basic training at? Where did you go? 
Yeah, so uh, I've, I've spent some time enlisted as and as an officer, still in the Marine Corps Reserves now. But uh, when I enlisted, went out to San Diego, California, did, did Marine Corps uh, boot camp out there, and then uh, subsequently went to uh, officer candidate school and TBS out of Quantico, Virginia. So okay. Been, had you ever been to California before you went there and boot camp? I had not. Had never <laughs> been on a plane. Had never been. I don't know that I'd even. I guess I had left Arkansas, but I'd never. Never been out of my own at 18 years old and just thrown right into the middle of it. And it was hey, a I, life-changing experience. I, I know. My honeymoon, first time I'd ever been on a plane. And so uh, I, I get it. Hey, okay, so I will say this uh, on behalf of our listeners. Thank you for your service. You have served. How many years have you served? A little over 22 years now. Wow. Yes, you know, I know the folks can't see you, but you've got that Marine haircut, man, <laughs> you know, uh, going on. And uh, so, again, no, but thank you for your service to our country. And I know you've been, you've been deployed and been in some areas of the world. And so, thank yes, you. Sir. Now, the Marines, though, so you, you know, uh, officer school, all that. Did all your education come through that? Because you've, you've got a law degree, correct? I do. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, joined the Marine Corps right after high school and, you know, I spent four years on active duty and that, that made me eligible for the GI Bill. So when I okay. after I spent those four years, that's when I came back home to Northeast Arkansas, went to Arkansas State, got an ag business degree and then went to then went to law school after that. But it was oh, because wow. of the military I was able to go back and finish school. Well, you have a unique story then, serving in the military and ag business. I do not, well, maybe I've heard of a few ag lawyers, but I don't know many lawyers <laughs> who have an ag business degree uh, as a master's degree. So could, well, you are very well suited, and I know that uh, our new governor here in Arkansas and, and our previous governor, uh, you know, glad to have you on the team yes, uh, and being there. So, wow, what a great Okay, so so we were trying to get together to do this podcast, and, and I didn't realize, because I'd I'd emailed you a couple of times, no response, which is okay because I know you. But then you said, "Hey, I've been on like military training," and I thought, "Oh wow, he's been. I've been bothering him, and he's not there doing it." How do you balance that with being the secretary of agriculture in Arkansas? Yeah, it's a. Uh, you know, I, I think it's like most things. You 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 do what you prioritize, and uh, you know, certainly uh, agriculture is very important to me. The military is very important to me. Those are two things that. Uh, uh, it means a lot to me, and I, I do my best to make those two worlds collide. And sometimes that's more challenging than others, but uh, but it's worked out well. You know, certainly under Governor Hutchinson, you know, he had a federal experience. You know, uh, Department of Homeland Security, so he understood the military background. And Governor Sanders has been awesome as well. And you know, certainly uh, there, there's an appreciation there for for the military. They've been thankfully been allowing me to continue to, to, to do that, even when it requires a little bit of time during normal work schedules, but uh, it's a balance. And uh, I think that's just part of life of making those. Oh, it, is. it is. And Hey, I know again, they're, they're blessed to have you there. And uh, I know for the state of Arkansas for us, and uh, we are a uh, patriotic state. We believe sure. in our United States and our military. So, you know, thanks for serving. Okay. So, and let's talk agriculture then. So everybody's yeah. kind of got a good context of your background. Lake City, kind of I call you country boy, <laughs> you know. Hey, U.S. Marine, served two decades, law degree. I mean, wow, there's a whole lot there. So in agriculture, what what are some of the issues or things we have here in Arkansas that maybe you're focusing on or some things that you see affecting our farmers out there? Yeah, you, uh, and, and I know you know this firsthand, and you know I get to get to visit with farmers across the state of Arkansas on a pretty frequent basis. I, I know you you do as well, and you know we're blessed with such diversity here in Arkansas. You know that ranges from our 
row crop production or forestry or livestock or poultry or aquaculture or specialty crops. I mean, there's so many different things and people who have different different roles within those industry. And every industry has similar challenges, but different challenges. And so uh, weather is always one of those. I'm, I'm, I'm preaching to the choir here, but those, those, <laughs> yeah. those factors, those factors that are just outside of your control uh, that are always challenging. And, you know, and uh, so that, that will, that will always for, for agriculture, when you're dealing with the environment and the natural landscape, you're always going to have those sort of challenges, but that will continue. You know, we, we've seen supply chain disruptions. We've got, you know, disruptions from, you know, international uh, players, you know, you know, folks like China or Russia that are, you know, impacting trade agreements. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of that as well. Avian influenza is a big one and, you know, market prices, you know, all, all, it's just a Agriculture is so incredibly important, but so volatile and risky at the same time. There's just always a lot of factors that uh, play into that. Yeah, sometimes I wish I just had a a job that didn't have didn't have all the fluctuation and, and stressors tied to it. But there's there's a lot, and, and I'm sitting behind a desk, and I you know I, I, it makes me feel for those people that are out in the field making it making it work every day. You know, as you visit with those farmers like across Arkansas and stuff, and maybe you talk to them, how are they feeling, or what's some of their concerns that they you know, if I was if I was out there somewhere, I go, hey Wes, could did you get the price of equipment to come down? You know, that's a <laughs> that's a dumb question, I know, but I mean, there's it, there is, you know, people say, well, commodity prices are up, and I don't think most people realize the margins are, are 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 not very wide in regard to that even now. But what are you hearing from some of the ag people out there when you visit with them? Yeah, yeah, very similar. You know, I think there's there's always a sense of optimism of next year will be better. Uh, until next year's not better than it, you know that kind of period in between season. I think is the hardest uh, when you know you have these expectations of this. It'll be better. It'll be different this year. And then when it isn't, and you you you've got some optimism going into the next year, but uh, you know I, I think the the inputs is just it's tough as people are you know looking to make decisions and they're thinking about you. Know, I need to buy fertilizer. I need to buy seed or, or whatever whatever it may be specific to their operation. That, and they're doing the math, you know, whether it's on the back of an envelope or, or an Excel spreadsheet, <laughs> and they're saying, "This is this is hard." And and how am I going to make this work? And so that, that's what we hear the most about. It's the small things that are that become big things. Of, you know, just what what we often others often overlook and don't think as much about uh, are the things that will keep keep somebody up all night long, thinking, "How am I going to make this work?" How do you think we're doing in the state of Arkansas? Because, I mean, that's part of why we do this Farm Life podcast, though. As far as helping those in the rural communities with the the stress, I, most people listening to this podcast get it, understand it. Some some may not. When you talk about, like, fertilize, I mean, there's a question out there right now, whether you book your urea or not. Is, there, is the Mississippi Rivers out? What are the supply? How are the supplies out there? You know, if you book it, it comes down. If you don't book it, it goes up. How would you suggest <laughs> this uh, a word to farmers how to deal with these stress and strains out there? How to cope with some of this? Any word of wisdom or it's a yeah. wide open question. So <laughs> it, it is, and uh, and I know one one answer doesn't fit everybody in the, the same. Yeah. But you know, I, I think uh, I think there's there's strength in community and a common bond. You know, we we share that within within the military. You know, there's adversity, there's challenges, there's difficulties. But when you're when you're doing it with people that understand and get that, it makes it not better, but a little bit easier that you're, I'm not in this alone. I've, I've got people I can talk to understand what I'm talking about. And I think that's important. I think that's why this podcast is so important. I think that's why, you know, 
whether it's being involved in a local church or being part of a, you know, a, a trade organization where, where you get, you know, f- fellow farmers or producers that just share the same experiences and doesn't, make, doesn't always make it better, but at least, you know, people are in the, in the same boat with you. That's exactly right. Okay. So let me pose this question this way then in the military full of uh, men and women been trained, they serve. So I guess it can be in the military like it is in agriculture where they don't feel real comfortable going and talking with someone and going, hey, I'm, I'm not doing well, or I'm stressed over this, or we're about to be deployed, and this is what's going on in my life, and I got family and they depend on me. It would be the same way in the farming community. There's a lot of farmers, men and women, who just do not feel comfortable having that community with others. What's a suggestion you have to help them? Because you can take your military expertise and really move it into the, the ag community also. Yeah, no, I, I think I think you make a great point. And, you know, I'm, I'm not on active duty now. I'm in the reserves. And so there's some similarities there where, you know, uh, people, I, you know, we come together and, you know, get together with other Marines and then we leave and go back home and go to our and and you know, people that I work with or others that I see day to day don't always understand, you know, the military side. So there's there's that disconnection there. And uh, and that's where, you know, and I hate to say this, but, you know, th- and from the Marine Corps Reserves, we, we've had three people this year that have committed suicide. And so we've and it's it's January and it's so we've we've had uh, conversations amongst uh, military leadership of saying you, you got to check in with people. You got to you got to reach out and stay connected. And how you doing? What's going on? You doing OK today? You know, what can I help you with? And uh, and just be be available and talk. And, you know, I, I think it's similar to agriculture. You know, you may. Uh, go into town and you know see people who don't have any idea what what you deal with on a day, daily basis, but you you've got to find someone who does, uh, and you got to stay connected with them and uh, and not be afraid to ask the hard questions and talk about things and just ask how are you doing? Like literally, how are you doing? Are you okay? Is everything going to be all right? And it's not fun, but it's uh, it's needed. And and just having having that connections is so incredibly important, and not not letting yourself get isolated and, and alone. You know, Wes, I think what you shared there also, so the, I know the military, uh, I mean, we hate to say it and even talk about it, but uh, a suicide right there. We know among uh, the agriculture group, row cropper ranchers, our listeners may not, may not understand it either, but it's, a, you know, it's in one of the top 10 most stressful jobs uh, around. So we have a high right there. And then I, uh, we uh, interviewed on a podcast, uh, uh, Dr. Smith, a veterinarian, uh, and then I have a friend who's a vet and he's on the uh, for vet for vets, veterinarians, a suicide hotline that he helps with. And then Dr. Smith uh, starting a new initiative uh, to talk about some of the things. And she shared some things it, and, and some of these professions that we have, like military or medical doctors or veterinarians or uh, ag folks. I, I would say across all the range out there, boy, you've got to have people in your community. And that, that's an affiliation group because you know what each other does where you can right. have that conversation and talk with yeah. one another. And yeah. so, uh, uh, Wes, thank you so much for being with us on the podcast today. It's been very informational. And, and man, again, we just want to say thank you for what you do here in the state of Arkansas. And, uh, you know, if we can ever help you here on the podcast, you let us know. And if you can get urea and equipment to go down... <laughs> <laughs> uh, you are the man if that well, would happen. So. You make a lot of people happy. But, you uh, make I, a I, lot of people happy. No, really. good. Hey, good job across our state. And thank you so much for being with us today. Yes, sir. Thank you. And, and I mean, sincerely, thank you for, for what you're doing. I think those connections and just 
the outlet of being able to listen to stories is so incredibly important. So I appreciate you. Appreciate you doing what you're doing. Yes, sir. Well, Wes, thank you, sir. Well, all the folks out there, hey, thanks for being with us today. If you do serve in the United States military, all the men and women, thank you for your service to our country. And you may be listening to this being another state. Uh, you may be deployed around the world somewhere and you may be hearing this and you heard Wes's story. You know, he's a Marine. Uh, served for two decades, and you can reach out. You can go to the website in Arkansas for the Secretary of Agriculture. You can get a hold of him through that. He would love to visit with you uh, if you're some issues taking place in your life. Uh, you know, please, uh, please get a hold of us. Get a hold of him. Uh, we'll help get you in the right spot out there. So again, thanks for being with us. Hey, go to our website. There's a lot of great resources there. We are affiliated with some counseling services in other states. And if you say, hey, I just need to talk with somebody, you can do that. You can always reach out to me here at Archie at agrihealth.net. I'll help you any way we can. Hey, till next week, uh, keep farming and keep the faith. And uh, we plan on seeing you then. Have a great week. been listening to That Farm Life Podcast, planting hope, harvesting strength with your host, Archie Mason. That Farm Life Podcast is a creation of the Agri-Health Network in conjunction with Grounded Faith Ministries, where we offer opportunities to help you deal with the stress and strains of farm life through faith, family, and community with other farmers. You can learn more about who we are and what we do on our website at agrihealth.net. That's agrihealth, one word, Thanks for listening, and until next week, keep the faith.